Hello, welcome to Lifehouse Church Podcast. It's so good you've joined us today. This message is delivered by Pastor Paul Hollingworth. Please sit back, enjoy, listen to what's said. For any more information about Lifehouse Church, please visit our website, www.lifehousechurch.co.uk or head over to one of our social media pages. You'll find us at Lifehouse 12. Enjoy the message and we'll see you soon. I love the fact that over the last number of years, nationalities have been gathering here in this house. I love the fact that the culture of this house is there is neither Jew nor Gentile. The Apostle Paul was speaking to a church at the time and he's, he's helping him to understand that there is a new kingdom culture. It's one that acknowledges differences, but understands this. Before God, before God, through Jesus, we are one. I, I was like, I said to my daughter, sat down, I said, I wrote too many notes really for today and I'm really going to abbreviate what I'm doing and just bring it down. But I really wanted to cut across something today. I feel the world is grappling. The world is grappling with how do we become one? How do we unite people? Maybe what we'll do is we'll unite people through football. It didn't go well. It didn't go well. Maybe we'll unite people through marches. Maybe we'll unite people through a campaign. As far as I can see, it didn't go well. But I see this, the possibility, and I only suggest to you the possibility, the possibility of a church adopting a culture where we are one. I don't mean adopt it. I don't mean just be in church and say, yeah, I, I hear you, pastor. It's going to require a different kind of thinking. You know, Philippians 2 verse 5 tells us this. In your relationships with one another, have this. Have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. We've read it so many times. Philippians 2 verse 5, and I know your mind's wandering, thinking of other things right now. But the Bible tells us in Psalm 133 that where there is unity God can do what or what can't God resist to do where there is unity God God will pour out blessing upon unity I pray for our country and I think of our nation Great Britain our globe as we grapple for unity but listen The world, unfortunately, reads a different document. Rather than judge the world, why not use this document to build a culture that says, listen, I know your history, I know your background, but listen, we are one together in Christ Jesus. I know the differences that you personally feel, but we are one together. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 25 and 26. It's a great piece of scripture. I'm flicking through the scriptures I guess today but it tells us these words let me just find it in the paper whoever you were online a couple of weeks ago you said in future could somebody read with a paper version I'm just calling you out because here it is every week on stage 
I'm not bothered if you read paper or if you read electronic. All I know is this. The Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. I mean, what do you do if you can't see? Paper's no good. You listen to the Word of God. It, hearing and seeing and... Let's never, let's never go that path, eh? 1 Corinthians 12, verse 25 and 26 says this. Speaking about the body of Christ as in the church... Why does the church matter? Well, it's in the Bible all the time. He said there should be no difference, no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If you are in need of a miracle today, and it's a desperate scenario, we are one together. And we stand and believe you with you in Jesus' name for your miracle. If one part suffers, every part suffers. If one part is honored, then every part rejoices with it. You know, this week, uh, Tom and Nassim, just, I know you'll be like, you sit on the balcony for a, 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 nom, a nom, yeah, to be anonymous. Just stand for us where you are, guys, just real quick. We can, re stay standing, just stay, just, these guys, we're cheering you on. If one part rejoices then every part will rejoice and we want to rejoice with you this week on Saturday at three o'clock in this house these guys have waited they've waited been part of the church for six months but they're getting married here in the Lifehouse Church this Saturday so good we rejoice with you you can sit down I saw that glare I know that this morning um, Sarah told me Margaret Alton is with us in the house today and it's a year ago since Margaret lost her husband. If one part suffers, then we all suffer together. And our thoughts and our prayers, whether you come every week or not, Margaret, you're always a part of this, this house, the house of God. It's always been your home. And uh, this morning, we, our prayers, our thoughts are with you today in Jesus' name. I know many people this week have done GCSEs or got the results from the GCSEs I know many people have had A-level results this week I've heard of people going to school of medicine school of law there's all sorts of things happening people with things with stars on the end and people that got just enough to get through we want to say today whoever you are in this building online young people we give you a round of applause today thanks be to God so good stars see because it's, it's the we are one culture we are one together I wrote this question down for myself which I think is one of the biggest questions that I've had to answer to decide whether there's a spirit with inside this man that really wants unity and it was a question, it's so simple, I said to it, even to Sarah before, because I think it's important, you should always check yourself out. I said, is this, are you sure this question's all right? And she was like, it's all right. But the question is this, when we speak of unity and the, the culture that the Apostle Paul speaks about, that Jesus brought to this earth, that there's no difference between any of us, nothing. And I know very often the thing we think about is race. But I was thinking about it a little bit different as well. How do you feel when someone you know gets that new thing 
Maybe you're stuck in a job, but someone else gets a promotion for a job. Maybe you're living in a home that you find sometimes a little too small and I don't know, and you, you want to expand, but there's not the money, but you see somebody else maybe with an extension or a, a new home. Maybe you see somebody pull up into a car park with a new vehicle. Because unity is more than a behavior. Unity is a spirit. And you know, when we need, to, we need to keep turning the soil over of church, of church kingdom culture that says this, that when you succeed, we all succeed. When, when you are in need of a miracle, then we're going to stand shoulder to shoulder with you and believe for the miracle. When you're, when you're, when you're down, when you're down, we're not going to say, come on, pick yourself up. I really believe this of Jesus, the Savior. When he saw people down, he actually knelt down with them. The Bible speaks of a language that Jesus lowered himself. He was elevated to the most high position. I think what a church would look like when somebody's actually going through the mill that we just, we bow down with them in that place. Say, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to stay with you. That question is maybe a question that you could talk about afterwards. How do I feel when someone else prospers? Psalm 133 verse 1, because where there's unity, God will always, can't resist it, will always command blessing. I didn't say prosperity, I said blessing. I'm 46 now and I found that real blessing is to be able to sleep at night time with peace. Real blessing. I found that real blessing is be able to sit in a chair on my own with no one else around and still feel content. Real blessing. The question for us as a church, because we judge the world, I think that's what we do. You might say we don't, but I think we do. We judge the world and their behavior. We're talking about the church's behavior today. The unity in the church. Because the Bible tells us, James, book of James tells us, the tongue is used to bring life or death. And our words will either bring unity or bring disunity. And I really feel there's a strong sense there on Unified Sunday that there's a gathering of something, of people, a gathering of people where I just believe that if we can, if we can keep the heart of this right, God will not be able to resist but to pour out, pour out his blessing. My, my prayer is for the next two years of your life at least, I really pray that you can lock in and say, I want to be part of something that's going to see the blessing of God pour out. But it's going to require us to unite together. All those differences. The reality about difference is this. There's nothing wrong with difference. I am absolutely different to you. I'm so different to Joe. Like when we hang out together, we laugh at each other sometimes because we're different. But yet we're one. A 
few helpful pieces of wisdom just to close just to close and we're going to sing we're going to worship in a few moments helpful pieces of wisdom I really believe in, in creating and crafting a culture of unity that we are one together number one is this pride Proverbs 16 verse 18 tells us this that pride goes before destruction I wrote down here Paul if you allow pride to be your master it will undoubtedly leave you in a heap why do I say that because pride is an enemy of unity because real unity means that we with all our differences we can as I, as I spoke with somebody this week and we sat across a dinner table and we had a long long lengthy conversation pride had to go at the table as you begin to open your heart of really what's happening in life Pr pride will be an enemy of unity because where Jesus wants to unite pride ultimately will get in the way to, to cause a, a barrier to seeing you being united we can say we're united but ultimately pride gets in the way don't allow pride to make you feel in this house here as church don't allow pride to make you feel like you're a visitor everyone has a place in God's house I want you to hear that clearly today everyone has a place in God's house do not let your pride say this to you there's no place for me in God's house if only you knew allow your pride to drop and give your story to Jesus secondly Ephesians 4 verses 1 to 7 says these words close with this this is the Apostle Paul speaking again and I'm sure he wasn't as hot as what I feel right now but he wrote these words as a prisoner for the Lord then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received be completely humble and gentle be patient bearing with one another in love and then he says these words make every make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace the apostle Paul he actually encourages us he encourages us to make effort to keep the unity it's going to require effort to keep the unity I'll say it again and at least three people could nod at me but it is actually going to take effort to keep the unity it's going to require people to say it's not someone's job to keep the unity oh I went to church on Sunday and I just feel like it's all full of cliques do you know the best way to break up cliques is you literally do this you walk straight forward and walk into the clique and say hi I'm here welcome to church cliques cliques only exist we have argued about this me and Sarah and oh pastors you shouldn't argue well believe it or not we're a married couple and sometimes we disagree about things and I'm hanging it on Galatians 3 28 it says there's no difference between us even though we do have a little you know ta 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 sometimes but we've uh, we, di we, di we disagree at times about cliques existing in church and my argument is this the only reason a clique exists is because you stand and watch the clique form and develop and you say things like this well why am I not part of the clique make every effort to keep the unity 
it's an effort at times but yet because I know there's the religious crowd always gather on church we must never confuse effort with grace I'm using effort but I'm not discounting grace but I am hanging it on the fact that Paul says we should make an effort to keep the unity of spirit through the bond of peace the message version puts it like this steadily pour yourself out for each other in acts of love alert of noticing differences and quick at mending fences pride gets in the way at times effort we must make an effort the spirit of unity you see I believe unity is actually a spirit and not a behavior I'll rephrase it it's a spirit first and a behavior second it's a spirit that we carry and we say well what is this spirit that you carry it sounds a bit weird that you're saying we walk around with us when Jesus Christ left this earth and he took the pain and the punishment he bled on a cross and as he spoke with his disciples he said I will leave one greater than myself as I depart from this earth he said I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit wouldn't just be around hovering there but he said the Holy Spirit will be in you he'll be with you he'll be in you unity is a spirit that Christ I believe adopts into our lives he takes control of our life and his spirit now leads us so important Acts 2 tells us that the disciples they were devoted to one another people of God devoted to one another you read it in Acts chapter 2 a group of people devoted pride effort the spirit being devoted the most important thing as I've mentioned is is grace can't afford to confuse effort and grace we need effort with grace I love the words of Apostle in 2 Corinthians 12 8 to 10 when he talks about his journey and he talks about the pain that he goes through at times and he says three times I pleaded for it to be taken away a thorn in the flesh he spoke about many people question at times what was this thorn in his flesh I thought to myself just in a brief moment I've met a few thorns in the flesh in my life and they have got skin they've got feet and arms and they speak and I've found people at times to be a thorn in the flesh and when I was sat there and I thought go back through all those times where I felt you know the thorn in the flesh just wouldn't depart all the time I've remembered this God will always give grace to those that require it he says sufficiently he said my grace is sufficient I want to encourage us today church you hear the diversity of this church you heard the roll call at the beginning of the service just as the beginning of this message and you've heard the, the fact that Galatians tells us that there's no difference between us but it's going to take some effort we're going to have to drop our pride it's a practical message I know but it's a message for the church because I really believe that God is true to his word and will pour out blessing where there is unity I really believe this today there's a church that's united uniting why don't you stand to your feet together across this place if you're happy to pray this prayer with me we're going to pray a prayer that says Lord God today maybe I don't feel like at times I deserve to be in this place maybe I don't feel like I deserve to be part of this family this family of God but today we're going to agree together we're going to thank God together that God has positioned us God has placed us 
and by his grace he's going to lead you forward Lord Jesus right now I don't know if you're comfortable just to lift your arms to heaven as I say lift your arms to heaven we lift our hands to heaven just as a sign of Lord God you're worthy we need you we surrender to you Lord God as we lift our hands to heaven in this moment right now across this place God we are amazed at what you have done in the life of this church your kingdom Lord God we say thank you there's a place that we can call home thank you Lord God it's not a hotel that we visit and we have to put on our best performance but thank you Lord God that you actually take us just the way we are I thank you Lord God that you said your grace is sufficient for us for each and every one of us today that are going through struggles Lord God I pray Lord Jesus right now that as they sense the sense of struggle I pray they would hear the echo of our men in the church of a church that unites together that says whatever you may be going through we're going to believe we're going to stand with you we're going to love together in Jesus name Lord God God right now in this place I pray spirit of God that you would just flow in this place that you would Lord God you'd reveal yourself to us Lord God help us as the church to be the example to the world thank you Lord God the way you positioned us today we're full of gratitude we're full of thanks and Lord God I pray that you would lead us in Jesus in Jesus mighty name Brilliant. Thank you for engaging with us today. What an incredible message that was. Just remember, if you want to know anything else about who we are, where we are, what we do, head over to that website, www.lifehousechurch.co.uk or on our social media platforms at Lifehouse12. Thanks, be blessed, and we'll see you again soon.